Hi, welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, November 18th, 2022. This is season two, episode number 46 of our show. Gonna be a little bit unusual. I'm gonna talk about one of the things that I always like threaten to talk about at the top of the show, but then never do. I always say it's uh, science, politics, news, and opinion, but I, I never talk about politics. Previous shows of mine, I have talked about politics at length. However, this show, I rarely do. One, because, you know, I just don't want to stick my foot in my mouth. And two, uh, ah, it just doesn't interest me so much anymore. As I welcome you to the program for today. Yeah, don't think, don't say anything stupid on your podcast that you just do as a fun hobby. Um, don't say anything too controversial. Uh, th- there, w- there was a time in, in which I engaged in much controversy. Don't really do that anymore. So welcome, everyone. And uh, the subject of today's podcast, as it always is, this has been true the last few Old news. This is going to be old news, right? Election Day was 10 days ago. I I spoke about this last time that I I had recorded on Election Day, a date which we now get off from school, but somehow we have to go on Veterans Day. Still don't quite get that one. Um, uh, That's how the post office did it this year. They still delivered mail on Election Day, but didn't on Veterans Day. My local library, though, I noticed, took both of those days off. Anyway, uh, talking politics and government today, a thing I used to care about deeply. Many people still do. And they're they're still watching returns come in. It's like, oh, Democrats are leading, Republicans are leading. I find it all so uninteresting. And the embarrassing thing is I, I used to find it interesting. I used to watch it like I still do watch sports and other people watch sports like their teams right and uh who's ahead in the game right it, jerry seinfeld had a bit many years ago about this like and with players changing teams so often in, in the hyper free agency era it's just, we're we're cheering for shirts and it's it's the same sort of thing we're cheering for shirts we're cheering for letters. Do you have a D next to your name or an R next to your name? And the the quip I used to make on, on the local level, and I think this is true at the national level too, it's just, it's not really going to be that much different on who wins. It's just a different set of people with patronage jobs at City Hall. Like who, whoever gets elected mayor or on the town council or what, like wherever you live, whoever you're local government leaders are. It's just a different set of people with those you know, patronage jobs that they give out at City Hall. The thing is, like, I still like sports. This is why I still like sports, but I don't like politics. Like, sports can be done better. One can, you know, be swifter, higher, stronger, like that. In, in politics, though, it's, it's not really. Like, let's say you're going to be good at politics. Is, is this even something you could claim you want to make? Or like, how would you go about doing this? Would you go back to school? Would you, would you, would you work out? Would you, you know, teeth whitening strips? Like, how do you improve yourself? I'm going to make myself a better politician, like a fancier toupee. Let me, let me tell you how to do this. 
And uh, by the way, this is all like the Mort Saul uh, rendition of, of politics today. Here's, here's what you do. This, this is how you start. You ingratiate yourself to the leadership of one party or the other. That doesn't matter which one. Just pick one and stick with it and make promises. That, that's it. Your ultimate goal, your ultimate goal is winning elections. This is both sides. We're fair and balanced here. This is both sides. Your ultimate goal is winning elections. Those of you who are in the game or out of the game watching this in the sidelines thinking, well, how, how, do, you, how do you win elections, right? What's, what's the secret? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the secret. Hot take here. This is this is how you win. Uh, this is how you win elections. Local level, national level, international doesn't make any difference. Here's what you do. Promise fifty-one percent of people, you will give them money from the other forty-nine. Boom! Every election won. Every Democratic election won on that premise. So I, I don't really need to watch this anymore. I don't watch this anymore as, as a partisan. I'm just kind of like laughing, sitting back. Like, you, you know, the guys from the Muppets, the, the theater critic guys, like that's kind of how I watch politics now. The old man theater critic guys or, uh, you know, sitting in my armchair. There's a great book by a political science and economics professor named uh, Stephen Landsberg who was for many years at the University of Rochester, I don't know, he might still be there, um, like the upstate New York people doing well. And he wrote a book called The Armchair Economist. And that's sort of, this book's 30 years old, that's sort of the premise of the thing. It's like, he, he, already, he already knows too much. He's like, I'm just, I'm just gonna sit back in my armchair and watch, like, I can tell you what's gonna happen. I'm a scientist, I already know how these things turn out. I've run my line from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when Willie Scott asks Professor Jones if he finds something shocking, he says, nothing shocks me. I'm a scientist. I kind of look at it the same way. It's like anything that happens in the world, like this is not surprising to me. I, I already know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm a scientist. That's where my formal training lies. Actually, for those of you who know me as, as the math teacher, dirty little secret, I took only one math class in college this, this was uh, fall of 2000, first semester of college, got a C-plus in math, vowed to myself, that nah, this is not for me, never going back <laughs> to the math department. My advisor said, you know, here's what you want to stay away from this. Incredibly ironic, that's what I do for a living now, um, kind of because I'm willing to do it. Uh, if you're willing to be a middle school math teacher, they'll, they'll let you do it. And uh, I, I've... I've been out of uh, I've been out of the political game. I've I've no interest in going back and, and teaching, uh, and certainly not middle school politics at, at that level. I I like being the math teacher where there's here's the right answer, here's the wrong answer, and it's different ways of going about doing it. But at the end, there's going to be a right and wrong answer. Um, I've been out of politics for at least a decade. Is ironic the way that this turned out for me. I moved away from Binghamton to the Washington, D.C. area. I've said this before. I'm the only person in history who moved to Washington, D.C. to get away from politics. Soured on the thing now because I said I know too much about it. I'm reminded of a great scene from The West Wing. I hated that show, by the way. 
they they made government look too cool. Go government should not be cool. Government should be boring. Um, one of the characters asked Toby if he's watching a particular debate. I can't remember who was running. You're watching the debate tonight? He says, no, I I already know what they're going to say. <laughs> there's, there's no point. Like, yeah, once once you see behind the curtains and you, you meet the wizards, and there's, there's, there's nothing to it anymore. It's just a, a small number of trite things to say and to remember. This is, you know, Stephen Lansbury, again, this is from the Armchair Economist. He said, look, there's there's four words, and this describes all of life. It's people respond to incentives. And uh, everything else just follows that. And you've got to remember this. Just nothing's going to surprise you anymore. Everyone works in his or her own self-interest. Voters do this. Legislators do this. It is not surprising. Like, of course I'm going to vote for people and, and push for people who, who don't want to redistribute income. Like, I don't want Robin Hood. I'm, I'm lucky enough to already be on the upper half. It's not surprising to me that, that I would um, want to continue such. It was uh, 2004, as I say, I've been in this for a long time. I got to present at the, it says Geek Meter said hi here, New York State Political Science Association's annual conference that year on the uh, reconsidering the ideological spectrum, what we call left and right. To me, it, it wasn't uh, ringing true anymore. Like most people think of it as like nice and mean or like mommy and daddy. Oh, this was hilarious. I saw, I don't even remember what race this was. I try to turn off these uh, commercials when they come on. And a guy, I think he was running for Congress or state senator or something. And he's like, oh, there's two kinds of politicians out there. There's people who are, are the politician who's working for the people and other politicians who are working against the people. Give me a break. <laughs> Working against the people. Um, it, it's it's not that. And it's, it's not even big government versus small government. It's not good people and evil people. It's uh, everyone in government is, is looking to use government as a, as a tool. This is not this is not a whether or not. It, it's a how. And they're using government um, to uh, affect change. A lot of times, it, like people try to give a nuanced view. It's like, oh, I'm I'm socially conservative, but economically liberal, or you know, the, the other way around. It's like, well, no, you you can't separate the the two out. Like, say, here's a simple example, like you know, smoking ban. Well, is, or like high cigarette taxes. Well, is that infringing upon my social rights or my economic rights? Well, well, both, because because you can't separate the two. The, the difference, if we're going to call it two, is um, the, uh, I, this is my word here, um, the, uh, well, no, I'll pitch it this way. Those who believe in uh, the free market, and the, to me, the founding principles of American government, of limited power and dispersed power, the libertarians, and then the other side is that everybody else, people who believe in the power of government, these are the governmentarians. That, that's my word, the governmentarians. And uh, it's not surprising. People who go into government like government and want to use government to affect social and economic change. This, it's about as surprising as finding you know, people who have a particular ability in music become musicians or people who have athletic gifts become athletes. This is not surprising. 
and I'm not the first person to think of this. As Thomas Jefferson said uh, something like, it's, it's the natural course of things for uh, government to grow and liberty to yield. And many people from you know, Jefferson on down to Mike O'Connell have said this. Other people have said it cutely, too. It's, it's something like this, that people, the, the voters and the, the public, they make two stupid demands of government. They, they say two things. They say, number one, stay off my back. And number two, gimme. Uh, it's, uh, and the difference is usually in how they're asked. In, on, on specific areas, it's, or the education, or the, oh, government should pay for that. And the health care, well, government should pay for that. And the housing, oh, government should pay for that. But if you ask them about government in general, oh, I don't want, I don't want big brother. And you're like, oh, no, I can't have that. No, no big government for me. I'm American. Um, but if you ask about them specific things, like suddenly the government is, is taking care of everything. And then they fall for the stupid promises of legislators who say, let me, let me translate what, they, what they're saying. This is what legislators are telling you. They're, selling, they're telling you this. I will spend other people's money on you without spending any of your money on anyone else. I have magic power to do this. Uh, I, I will permit you special favors and, and your group, I will give special favors, but I will somehow deny all those special favors to, to the other groups out there that are, that are not you. And, uh, and the idea that, that we would fall for this. And to me, there, there's nothing, nothing in our founding uh, documents, by the way, say anything about, about helping the poor. Like the Robin Hood method isn't even there. If we are going to do that, we, we can make an attempt at least to make this, if we're going to make this majoritarian, at least to make it somewhat uh, voluntary this way. This it can only happen two ways. If we are going to redistribute income, it's better that an upper majority votes taxes on itself to help the lower minority rather than the lower minority, whether it's the bottom 51% helping itself against the upper 49 or the lower 90% voting taxes on the upper 10% uh, to help itself. Now, you want, you want it the other way around. You want the, the big group voting taxes on itself to help the small group and make it as voluntary as, as you can uh, these when you have principles everything else falls into place that that's one of my favorite quotes quotes and um, it's like I, I don't I don't agonize about political decisions that I already have these principles in this place limited power of government and it, like make all of this less make the the opportunity for uh, for cheaters, and people who would take advantage of the system, make that opportunity less. Don't give them the opportunity. And it's, it's really, it's, it's this. It's the, there's no room for cheaters. I do the same thing in math class. And like, that's how we bring it back. No room for cheaters. Um, and yeah, that's how I'll end it here. I'm up, up against the clock here on my 15 minutes. Somehow it's like 15 minutes a year. And that's about all I can handle of politics these days. I hope you've enjoyed this, this foray. We're on, we're on to minute 16 now. I, I better uh, better go here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, questions or comments or concerns, or just want to reach out and say hello. It's MikeOConnellJr.com, and I'll see you next week.